3: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.
1: The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young.
4: And good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Brought to you by Mendaco. Talk to your Mendaco dealer or visit mendaco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Today, Adam Picallo with PI Financial says the grain markets were up this week. Some canola crops are looking good, according to an agronomist with the Canola Council of Canada. And more counties in Alberta are declaring an agricultural disaster as the drought there continues. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour.
1: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM AgriNews news Director Ryan Young.
4: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. Canola and wheat futures were up this week. Future Commodity Advisor with PI Financial Adam Bicalo says the Ice Futures November canola contract was up $17 on the week.
5: We've seen a very large increase now since June 1st. The November contract has gone up approximately $130 a ton. Uh, so that's quite a big of move now in just over a month here.
4: He says the Stats Canada seeded acres report on canola, as well as the soybean market influenced canola prices.
5: I am talking to a, quite a few clients on how their crop isn't looking very good and, and they are needing a rain. So we saw kind of some bearish news from StatsCan but then, actually, very bullish news on the soybean side of the market. So right now, it seems that the U.S. soybean crop uh, is at its worst start since 1988. So uh, that's you know a, a very you know a big surprise. Uh, however, there is still significant time for improvement in the crop conditions. So I believe that you know right now producers, especially with kind of again soybeans having a large increase helping canola out recently uh, that now might be a time if farmers haven't sold very much new crop it could be a time to potentially catch up on some sales or even protect using futures and options uh, especially if they're unsure of what their crop is going to be like
4: minneapolis wheat he says was up about 40 cents a bushel this week but still described it as trading sideways
5: Seems that kind of the bear camp, uh, still holds a kind of a firm grip on, on wheat. Um, you know, not really letting it go kind of too much too far or higher, but also again, not not as much kind of lower. Um, you know, there have been some heavy rains across Kansas and Oklahoma that I've read about. So it's not really kind of flushed out any kind of aggressive buying that type of thing. The USDA drought monitor showed about 19% of spring wheat is in drought, whereas the same time last year, kind of that, that's kind of what I'm seeing. So I'm seeing that there's again, a lot of Uh, several areas that have inconsistent weather especially in canada here and that's kind of the story that i'm hearing from a lot of farms is they need a rain or you know what they're fine but certain areas aren't getting it it's very patchy this year for sure
4: next week's interest rate announcement from the bank of canada is something to watch
5: it looks like the bank of canada could potentially be raising rates again here this uh, kind of this month again, so that 's actually causing the Canadian dollar to kind of go back up higher a little bit here. It did reach about uh seventy six point two cents here kind of last week um, and then it's kind of dropped all the way back down to about seventy five and but now we 're kind of starting to climb again, so talking with producers on how they can maybe protect protect their Currency risk in their operation Because that's definitely a a big part of it
4: Adam Bacallo Is a future commodity advisor with PI Financial
1: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM
4: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist. Prairieeaves Canola crops in the Parkland region are looking good. That's according to Canola Council of Canada agronomy specialist Warren Ward from Springside.
6: You know, in general, I would say we're we're still looking pretty good. Uh, it's been uh, we, we got off to a, a pretty good start in this area, I would say, and and probably one of the better ones in in recent memory. So we're still uh, we're still enjoying some of that, but uh, I think everybody knows it's been a little hotter and a little drier since the since the start of the growing season, and that is starting to show up a little bit as well. Ward says canola crops are developing a little quicker than normal this year. I think we're a little ahead where we've been some of the some of the more recent years and I think that comes back to that really good start that we had uh canola really emerged quite quickly this year it seemed like and uh, that's uh, I would attribute that to just the good moisture conditions and and warm temperatures that we've had so it's really kept things moving along even the insects you, uh, we've noticed have have really been developing fast and again a lot of this is driven by those warmer temperatures and that just seems to speed up the life cycle for some of these things. And I know uh, people probably don't want to hear about it, but they're seeing them anyway. And, and, and one of the insects that I've been hearing a little bit about is, is grasshoppers. And that's a, a tricky one. You know, a lot of years, it's not a, a major pest for us. But uh, with these hot, drier conditions, that, that can be a concern as well.
4: According to Environment Canada, Yorkton had the second warmest June on record. The mean temperature was 19.6 degrees, much higher than the normal mean temperature for June of 15.5 degrees. He was asked if he's seeing heat stress in canola crops because of the extreme heat
6: yeah I think uh heat and and maybe even moisture stress in some areas as well some of those showers have been quite spotty and you know I think where the where the showers did uh, did come down that was uh you can tell that the plants are just handling that heat stress a little bit better um, you know as we look around though and see all the fields in flower and and looking a little closer into the fields from, from not just from the road you can tell that uh that that in general they're they're still hanging in there pretty good, but I think this next little while is going to be critical just to make sure that uh, if we do get some moisture to help keep that keep that crop developing and, and not going backwards. Ward says there are a few things that growers should be scouting for. For myself, the one thing I've been been looking at is doing some assessments for uh, sclerotinia risk, uh, and again that's been been pretty hit and miss, just depending on the moisture that we've had that uh, that. Time period about two weeks leading up to flower is pretty critical in terms of having the, uh, the um, sclerotia that uh, germinate into apothecia that release the spores for sclerotinia. And uh, so that, that's part of, the, part of the assessment that I've been doing and, and quite, uh, quite variable even from within a couple of miles of, of what that risk level would be. So, uh, you know, as, as canola is coming into flower and, and some of it's been there for, for a while now, but uh, that is, that's one thing that's been top of mind for me here this week.
4: Ward says another plant disease that growers should be watching out for is verticillium stripe
6: again that's another one that shows up later on in the season um, soil borne disease and uh and really it's uh even even after harvest you can go out and scout for that one because the stubble that's left in the field can can really start expressing those symptoms so um, that's one that uh, it's been around. it's I guess one of our, our newer diseases, and we're still have lots of research going to try and determine you know what uh, you know, what it's doing in terms of yield loss and, and how we're going to manage that disease. But right now, um, just identifying it and, and seeing if it's there is, uh, is really uh, our, our uh, important, uh, important management aspect. Warren
4: Ward is an agronomy specialist with the Canola Council of Canada.
1: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young.
4: Now today's Ag Review with Rod McDonald of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers.
3: Canola crops in the region are ahead of their normal development for this time of year. That's according to Canola Council of Canada agronomy specialist Warren Ward from Springside. Ward says canola emerged quite quickly in the spring due to good moisture conditions and warm temperatures. He says there are some signs of heat and moisture stress now in some areas. Environment Canada reported that June temperatures in Yorkton were the second warmest on record. A victory and perhaps a new lease on life for glyphosate. Europe's food safety regulator has determined that the controversial weed killer is safe to use in farming. The European Food Safety Authority says it found no critical areas of concern for human, animal and environmental health from the use of glyphosate in agriculture. Environmental groups are outraged with the assessment and say the EU pesticide authorization system is deeply flawed and neglects a wealth of independent and peer-reviewed scientific studies that link glyphosate to severe health and environmental problems. Glyphosate is the active ingredient in commercial herbicide products such as Bayer's Roundup. It was developed in the 70s by Monsanto which the German agrochemical giant acquired in 2018. Statistics Canada reports merchandise imports were up 3% in May at the same time exports fell. By 3.8%, it pushed our trade balance from an $894 million surplus to a $3.4 billion deficit. It was the first deficit in three months and the largest since October 2020. Lower prices of energy exports were a key contributor, but demand for wheat and canola also declined. The B.C. Maritime Employers Association is continuing to call for the union, representing about 7,400 striking port workers, to return to bargaining under a voluntary mediation arbitration process. It says the strike has potentially disrupted $4.6 billion worth of cargo. Several business groups, including many in the agricultural sector, have expressed the need for a quick resolution to the dispute, The president of the International Longshore and Warehouse Union Canada told a solidarity rally yesterday that the association has walked away from the table three times. And shipping costs are already high and will likely continue to increase as regulators set new standards for limiting emissions. Canada and other nations meeting in London have agreed to slash emissions from the shipping industry to net zero by about 2050. Critics say the agreement falls short because it doesn't set a firm deadline. The plan calls for shipping emissions to be slashed by at least 20%. But by as much as 30% by 2030, and at least 70%, but working toward 80% by 2040, several countries, including Canada, the U.S. and the U.K., had been pushing for more ambitious targets. And that's today's ag review.
1: I'm. It's your agri weather forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan 620 CKRM.
4: The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary. Or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, partly cloudy and hazy. Winds out of the north at 20 kilometers an hour this afternoon, high of 25. Tonight, partly cloudy, also hazy. Winds from the north at 20, then becoming light, low of 9. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers in the afternoon with a risk of a thunderstorm. Winds from the northwest at 20 kilometers an hour in the afternoon, high of 28 degrees, the low 11. Sunday, sunshine, high of 29, the low 8. Monday, sunshine, high of 21, a low of 7. Tuesday, sunshine, high of 23, a low of 11 degrees. Wednesday, part the cloudy, high of 24, the low 11 again. Thursday, sunshine, high of 26 degrees. Normal highs for this period are around 25, normal lows 11. Sun rose at 4.56 this morning. Sun will set at 9.11 once again tonight. Taking a look around the province, in Estevan, Swift Current and Saskatoon 22. Weyburn is at 23 degrees, Yorkton at 18 Orkton is also the cool spot at 18. In Regina, it's partly cloudy. North wind at 12 kilometers an hour. Humidity, 40%. Temperature, 22 degrees or 72 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 101.9 and falling. Also, the hot spot in Saskatchewan, by the way, is in leader at 25 degrees. Meanwhile, in Moose Jaw, it's mostly cloudy. North-northwest wind at 5 kilometers an hour. Temperature, 23 degrees. Once again in Regina, partly cloudy, north wind at 12, temperature 22 degrees. Back in a moment.
1: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
4: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. On today's Saskatchewan Agriculture Report, this is Jennifer Hayden, Livestock and Feed Extension Specialist based in North Battleford.
2: This is Jennifer Hayden, Livestock and Feed Extension Specialist with Saskatchewan Agriculture's Regional Office in North Battleford. It's never too early to review vaccination protocols and management practices to protect your livestock. Every operation is unique, so herd health programs vary accordingly. It's important to discuss timing and protocols with your veterinarian to ensure best management practices. Vaccines mediate an immune response by training the animal's immune system to recognize foreign or disease-causing viruses, bacteria, and parasites. When the animal is exposed to the actual disease-causing pathogen, it can respond promptly and effectively. To ensure the efficacy and effectiveness of your vaccination program, it is important that vaccines are provided prior to disease exposure. Nutrition is adequate and biosecurity and environment are top of mind. During the grazing season, many herds will be commingled. A study from the Western College of Veterinary Medicine looked at 30,000 beef cows from over 200 well-managed herds in Western Canada. In the study, herds that were commingled during the breeding season tended to have reduced reproductive performance. Vaccinated cows were more likely to get pregnant and less likely to abort, while calves born to vaccinated cows were less likely to be treated for respiratory disease before weaning. Collaborating with a veterinarian can benefit your herd health. Time can be spent with your vet to discuss and create a program best suited and most up to date for your specific operation. Vet clinics can recommend and advise on the proper dosage, timing, placement, storage, withdrawal period and stressors that can affect the performance within the herd or flock. While some producers may question the efficacy of vaccines and the cost, it is better to be safe than sorry. Treating a sick animal will become another cost not everyone wants to or expects to pay at the time. In the long run, it is best to protect your livestock from diseases that could cause not only illness, but death within the herd or flock. It can be tempting to cut corners on vaccinations. Before you do, consider the risk not only to herd or flock health, but also to your bottom line, should a disease outbreak occur. The cost to treat a disease outbreak, even in just a few animals, or the cost associated with death loss in a outbreak often outweigh the cost of a good vaccine or herd health program. To promote a healthy herd, monitor health throughout the year, choose the correct products and be sure to follow label instructions. To maximize performance in the herd or flock, it's important that these vaccines and other animal health products are used responsibly to reduce antimicrobial and antibiotic resistance. For more information on vaccine protocols, reach out to your local veterinarian. For more information on vaccine placement and other vaccine topics, catch up with us at Ag in Motion during the speaker series held on site daily in Livestock Central. Contact your local Livestock and Feed Extension Specialist or the Agriculture Knowledge Centre at 1-866-457-2377.
4: That's Jennifer Hayden, a Livestock and Feed Extension Specialist based in North Battleford. Carbon pricing, or the carbon tax, has been a hot issue for Saskatchewan residents and the province's agriculture industry. Federal Natural Resource Minister Jonathan Wilkinson was asked about the federal carbon pricing policy during a Saskatchewan Chamber of Commerce event last month.
0: The underlying kind of argument for the price is... It is the most economically efficient way to reduce emissions. It actually drives you in the direction of making the kinds of reductions that are the most effective and efficient within an economy. It's more efficient than regulating, and it's more efficient than just spending money.
4: Wilkinson said that the balance the government is attempting to make is ensuring it is done in an affordable way for Canadians.
0: The way that's done generally uh, for individual Canadians is through the rebate system. And eight out of ten Canadian families actually get more money back than they pay in, in the carbon price.
4: As for the agriculture industry, Wilkinson said discussions are always ongoing with the industry.
0: What we have endeavored to do is to try to find ways to carve out areas that that are particularly problematic, and so purple diesel, for example, mm-hmm. is not subject to the carbon price. We continue to have conversations with the agricultural community to try to ensure that we understand the challenges. There are now programs to actually rebate some of the money back to the farming community um, to address some of the, the, the challenges around natural gas, for example. But at the end of the day, you know, the price on pollution is something that it's not just Canada. I mean, there's like 50 countries around the world that have put that into place because it is the most economically efficient way to reduce emissions
4: wilkinson added that carbon pricing will continue as like 50 other countries canada has found it the found it is the most economically efficient way to reduce emissions
1: you're listening to saskatchewan agriculture today with 620 ckrm agri-news director ryan young
4: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service. Arcolabuildingsupplies.com More counties in southern Alberta are declaring agricultural disasters this summer because of drought. Justine Como and Jesse Williams, two ag fieldmen in the special areas east and south of Drumheller, talked about the grasshopper situation and the issue of importing feed, which many ranchers are going to be short of heading into the fall.
7: Myself and the egg fieldmen from special areas three are seeing the grasshoppers move from the east, moving west. Um, every day I'm seeing higher populations, and it's definitely going to affect both our ranchers and our crop producers.
4: They say the best thing for Alberta ranchers to do is to take inventory of supplies and conserve them as much as possible.
2: And where you can maybe change a rotation in grazing, um, maybe add a little cross fencing to some areas to section off bigger pastures so that we're not overgrazing such a large chunk at one time. Um, biggest thing I would say we're concerned about right now is the importation of feed. If we are going to have to be buying feed, which I'm pretty sure everyone, including myself and Jesse, are going to have to be doing, we really got to watch what we're importing and where we're importing it from.
4: When buying hay, it's important to check the quality and where it's coming from.
7: Yeah, they sure do. And earlier in the 2000s, when we saw the last major drought in our area, we had a lot of imported feed with uh noxious and prohibited noxious weeds brought in and those producers i mean it added insult to injury and they're still to this day from you know 2002 2001 drought they're still dealing with those weed populations so we would just like guys to know that make sure you know where your feed's coming from if you can have a look at it before you buy it um we have a lot of spotted knapweed that came in in the early 2000s Look for Downy Brome, um, Medusa Head. From if you're bringing it in from the south and from the states, that's very popular down there to be baled up. And we just don't want guys, you know, bringing in bales to feed their their livestock that they paid ridiculous amounts of money for, and then having to basically it it be unusable. Yeah, we don't want that for guys.
4: That's Jesse Williams and Justine Como, two ag fieldmen in some of the special areas in southern Alberta. The four largest crop development commissions have on-farm research programs at various locations around Saskatchewan. Kaylee Kindrichuk is the agronomy extension specialist with Sask Canola.
8: The goal of this program for all of us is to answer questions that farmers and the industry have. So farmers can bring forward these questions or ideas to the crop commissions or their agronomists, regardless of the time of year. The goal of this program for all of us is for it to be very simple for the farmers to implement, but replicated to gain enough meaningful data.
4: Kendra Chuck talks about SAS Canola's research involving biological products. Those producer trail trials are all over the province from Shaunavan in the south to Carrot River in the north.
8: We've gotten lots of questions about how these biological products work and we really don't have any data or we haven't seen any research to be able to answer that question. So we wanted to be able to have a look at that over this growing season and be able to answer that question as, as they come in and then give the cooperating producers a chance to see those results on their farm using their equipment, but also while having a, a research specialist or an agronomist help them along the way.
4: The Saskatchewan Crop Commissions are also sponsoring a field tour on Tuesday, July 11th in the Plenty area, about an hour and a half south-southwest of Saskatoon.
8: We are partnering with an agronomy consulting company, Max Egg Consulting, out of Plenty. They've been contracted to manage one site for each of the Crop Commission programs, so it was very fitting to partner with them for a field tour. Uh, the tour is on July 11th, uh, scheduled for the morning. And there's going to be one stop per organization or research protocol. So there will be one stop that will talk about the foliar-applied nitrogen-fixing biological products for both canola and wheat. And then we'll also look at a barley seeding rate trial, lentil seeding rate, and canola seeding rate trials.
4: Tour registration details on the July 11th tour can be found on the Sask Canola, Sask Wheat, Sask Barley, and Saskatchewan Pulse Growers websites.
1: Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM.
4: Market update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is down $4.10 to seven sixty one forty two dollars a metric ton. Number one red spring wheat is down $4.79 at three eighty four ninety eight. dollars the rest were unchanged. Durham three eighty-seven forty-two, feed barley three thirty-five sixty-one, chickpeas ten thirty-six seventeen, flax five o one ninety-eight, lentils seven o two fifty, oats two two fifty-five thirty-two, yellow peas three thirty-five ninety-two, feed wheat two seventy ninety-seven. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for September is down just half a cent at eight dollars and fifty-seven and a half cents a bushel.
1: It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
4: The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. Now, the latest Livestock Quotes.
3: This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report, Heartland Livestock here in Moose Jaw. No sale here at Heartland Moose Jaw this week. We are going again here on Tuesday, receiving cattle for Monday all the way from noon right up till 7 o'clock. Cow market is still pretty strong. So are the big bulls. For more market information, give Heartland and Moose Jaw a call at 692-2385.
4: Now the latest pork prices for the Brandon and Moose Jaw plants today. They're at $230.52 per CKG.
1: Coming up, the
4: resource report.
1: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young.
4: Now the resource report. Brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank 306-721-6667. The Bank of Canada is expected to raise interest rates again next week, despite rising unemployment numbers. Statistics Canada says the unemployment rate rose to 5.4% in June, the highest it's been in a year, despite the economy adding 60,000 new jobs. An RBC assistant chief economist says the reason the unemployment rate can rise alongside historically strong employment growth is due to population growth, which increased by 84,000 in June. Still, they say the mixed June labor market data shouldn't be enough to stop the central bank from following through with a second straight 25 basis point interest rate hike next week. Suncor Energy says the cyber attack that affected the company's Petro Canada retail chain also resulted in a leakage of some customer data. The Calgary-based energy company says the cyber criminals uh, accessed the company's petrol points rewards program and obtained members' basic contact information. Suncor says it is notifying petrol points members and privacy regulators and will inform affected parties if it is determined that any additional information was obtained. The company continues to investigate the cyber attack, which it says occurred on or about June 21st. On the markets, the TSX is up 92 points at 19,902. The Dow is up 98 points to 34,020. Oil is up $1.48 at $73.28 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 75.40 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young.
3: Have a nice day. Don't miss Yorkton Auction Center's first annual combine and header auction. Bidding closes July 25th. Over 45 lots in counting for this auction. Featured for sale is a 2013 New Holland CR9090 combine, 2009 Case IH 8120 combine, 2009 Case IH AF 7120 combine, 19.5 Case IH 2188 combine, and so much more. For more information on this sale, visit YACauctions.com. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.